0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to our program this weekend and joining us right now, a person who in the Walls administration is a strong advocate for vaccines uh, reported recently that the Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan had a bout with COVID, mentioning that it came from a family member. And just this week, she was able to take advantage of her, her daughter to get a vaccine. What was that experience experience like on Monday when that uh, that injection went into your daughter's arm. Hello and welcome to the program.
1: Well, thank you so much for for having me, Freddie. Um, it was a really uh, moving experience. I have to to tell you that you know my daughter Siobhan she did not cry, but I cried. <laughs> oh my! And um, <laughs> you know we um, we signed her up as soon as it was available at her school, and she was in a gymnasium full of her friends from across the district and she had no drama she sat right down in that chair mm-hmm. got that shot and knew that she was protecting um herself and her classmates you know and her grandparents so i'm super proud of her and uh just i'm am, am really excited about this opportunity for our our little ones
0: Everyone, we're talking with Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, whose daughter Shabon just got her injection of the COVID-19 vaccine. What was the first thing that she said to you following that uh, vaccination? Uh,
1: she said, "I did it," <laughs> <laughs> and um, I just gave her, a, you know, a big hug and kiss and told her how proud I was. And then she wanted to know if she could eat the sucker. Uh, that they gave her as soon as she uh, came into the gymnasium I said yes under her mask Um, but then she just visited with her friends Um, it was a totally uh, I mean in the pandemic there's not a whole lot of normalcy but it was a comfortable environment for her and her friends she was fairly relaxed and let me tell you Freddie this is a kid who two years ago kick the nurse when she got her flu vaccine.
0: (laughs) So for her to be, um,
1: you know, this relaxed um, matters. But she also, I think our kids get it. Mm -hmm. They have taken COVID seriously. They know it. They have no drama wearing masks in school. And it's just how they've been taught to to take care of each other. I think most of the drama happens with adults. And so um, this was really just uh, an extension of, um, you know, we always say like sometimes she'll, complain about having to wear her, you know, helmet if she goes biking or skateboarding. And I'm always like, what's my most important job, Siobhan? And she says to keep me safe, I'll wear my helmet. And, mm-hmm. you know, that is what this is about. It's just uh, keeping her safe. And uh, it's it's what I feel like in a time when things are really challenging um, in so many aspects of our life, it's the one thing that I can do as her, her mom to try to give her a little bit of extra protection in a, in a world that, that sometimes doesn't feel like it's so interested in, in protecting her.
0: Your daughter, Siobhan, is that uh, this is an example of the state rollout in trying to te- protect the most vulnerable in the state of Minnesota.
1: That's right. And so... Um, as of today, we have vaccinated over forty-four thousand five to eleven-year-olds. That's eight percent of kids. So it's a you know it's a big deal, and it was really important to me, of course, as lieutenant governor, but also um, my perspective as a as a mom who gets to sit at this decision-making table to say we needed multiple entry points for families to be able to access the vaccine. So. Um, there's over 1,100 uh, providers across the state, so that can be pharmacies or um, your pediatrician's office, uh, the the local school, which increasingly we're seeing um, these clinics are, are across the state, um, or community centers. I know that you know in the future North Point will be offering um, you know an event in the community as well. And so this is just, uh, how we should be doing this work. The the website, it's like one stop shop. You log onto the website, it's mn.gov slash Vax4Kids. Mm-hmm. And um, you can find a local appointment uh, right near you. And that was just super important to make sure that that it was as accessible and equitable as possible. And are working with community partners across the states to make sure that in black, indigenous and communities of color, that families are able to access the vaccine.
0: You you touched on it with North Point, and you just mentioned uh, communities of color. Can you tell us what the state is doing to make sure that these underserved populations are getting the vaccine, getting great information, and making sure that, uh, they, as Dr. Nathan Chomelo talks about, that hesitancy or deliberation uh, is going away with regard to the vaccine? So uh, Dr.
1: Chomelo is um, one of the uh, greatest champions for making sure that we have equitable access to vaccines. And so we've done over 1,000 community events since the VAX rollout, and the, these are with community organizations uh, that are run by and for communities of color. Um, we're continuing to do that as we're looking at the the vaccines for five to eleven year olds. Um, these community connectors have been incredibly important. Uh, continuing to invest in local and community media so that people are hearing messages um, from trusted messengers uh, in their communities. And here's the deal: um, you know, I'm not gonna, I don't want to blame or shame. Um, you know, folks into getting vaccinated. Mm -hmm. If you have questions, you can ask them. And listen, like as a native woman, I know like always, you know, hearing something from the government, like trust us, like that's not always (laughs) an easy thing to do. And so we wanna give people as much information as possible, but also I am never ever going to ask Minnesotans, especially parents to have their child do something that I wouldn't do myself. Um, so we're going to be, you know, continue to talk about this, but also make sure that you're asking questions. Um, I've had some conversations with, uh, family members and it's taken four or five times for folks to get vaccinated. And you know what? That's okay. Um, we want people to get vaccinated as as soon as possible. Um, but, uh, we're not going to get there by shaming or blaming folks, especially in communities where the distrust in the you know medical field is is warranted. So just um, keep asking and and go into you know your your family physician or um, again there's a lot of organizations in the community that are on the front lines helping us out with this and um, you know uh, they're really great resources too.
0: And you're forging the state of Minnesota is forging a strong relationship with the schools across the state.
1: That's right. So schools have been a tremendous partner for us and one of the reasons why we wanted to make sure that having vaccine clinics at schools was an option for folks is that for a lot of our kids like that's where they feel most comfortable and for some of them going to the doctor's office might not be um, you know as uh, as comforting but if i can go and hang out in the gymnasium where i have gym class every day um you know maybe that makes it makes it easier and for families um, where transportation may be an issue, this is a sort of a, a place where folks feel comfortable and it's accessible. And to to this date, we have um, vaccinated over four thousand kids mm-hmm. uh, through school vax events. And that's where uh, my kiddo was vaccinated uh, yesterday in in St. Louis Park. And um, just hope to be able to continue to to provide those those for families because they seem to be really successful and it's there's a a pretty significant sense of community there and you don't feel like you're doing it by yourself and and really trying to build on this message that we we truly are all in this together.
0: We never want to assume anything. It was uh, startling to read that uh, you had contracted COVID yourself. Heartwarming to hear that your daughter got the vaccine earlier this week. How are you? How is your family? How are things going now?
1: Well, thank you um, for asking, Uh, you know, my daughter um, on October 22nd, uh, she wasn't feeling very well. She said, mom, you have a headache and a sore throat. So um, we had a rapid test. We did that rapid test. She tested positive. um, And I used all of the mom calm vibes that I could muster (laughs) to say, you know, um, I was like, it tested positive, but you're going to be okay we're going to take good care of you um we talked to her doctor because she has asthma and just made sure that um you know we were keeping her full of fluids and it was about you know three or four days of a bad cold uh and she was able to rest Uh, about a week later i had symptoms and then two days after that my husband had symptoms um really candidly it hit my husband and i much harder than it hit my daughter Mm -hmm. um And we were able to access monoclonal antibody treatments because uh, we have underlying health conditions. And so just wanna also encourage your listeners if they do find themselves uh, that they've contracted COVID, um, this is an option for folks. um, And you can go to the the, uh, Minnesota Department of Health website and see if you qualify. Um, It can help relieve some of the symptoms um, and uh, get folks back on track um you know we were vaccinated and i cannot imagine what it would have felt like had we not been vaccinated it's serious it's no joke and we are i kept reflecting on just how lucky we were that um you know we both have jobs where we can work from home um when siobhan was you know sick we could take care of her and that for a lot of our families you know being out that long or that sort of effect of more and more members of your family coming down with covid um you know we would have missed a pay period and a half and that is so real for folks and so part of this too is just continuing to make sure that we are fighting for resources for families who are most impacted and our frontline workers and you know getting vaccines and and if you're eligible now um getting a, a a booster is the the way to go so that we can really um turn the curve on this you know for my daughter you know this is you know, the only school year that she had that, you know, she wasn't, wasn't affected by COVID was, was kindergarten. And now she's in third grade. So Mm. we just owe it to our kiddos to try to, um, you know, to try to get this done, make sure you're vaccinated. If you qualify, get a booster. I think boosters will become available for most folks very soon Um, and, you know, get those five to 11 year olds vaccinated. They have just, you see the brunt of all of this and, you know, not being able to school or see their friends and, you know, masking and having to work remotely. And we can do this for our kiddos. They're, they're ready.
0: Absolutely. Well said Lieutenant Governor Peggy, Peggy Flanagan with us. I can't say it. Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan with us this weekend. Thanks so much for sharing your story and encouraging all of us to protect ourselves. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much, Freddie.
0: You're welcome.